0: Welcome to the Nutrigenomic Nation podcast with Brian Highfield, certified nutritionist, author, speaker, and founder of multiple successful companies in the health world. Brian is known for educating healthcare professionals and others on improving their health and their life through breakthroughs in nutrition, technology, and biochemistry. On the podcast, Brian interviews thought leaders in the world of nutrition and natural health. He and his guests share the secrets of a whole life, natural approach to health, and the life altering results you can get by making easy changes
1: to your diet and daily routine. Well, welcome to another episode of Nutrigenomic Nation. And today with us, we have Abe Albaba. Abe is the author of Fuel Your Performance and the CEO of 3-in-1 Elite, a sports performance company. Uh, His absolute passion is paving the way to a healthy lifestyle through fitness and nutrition. Now, he has trained some of the uh, world's high-performing athletes, including some Olympians, uh, athletes from the NFL, the NBA, and, and many other uh, sports as well. And so we're very, very fortunate to have Abe with us. So welcome, Abe, to the program. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, we talk health and nutrition here, and uh, you are definitely an expert Uh, I've seen a lot of things specifically around the arena of of sports but tell us what what how did you get into this field in the first place? Yeah I think
0: you hit the nail on the head sports. Uh, In high school I I was nonstop. I did football, wrestling, lacrosse and then uh, in college I did lacrosse and then after that I got into boxing and kickboxing so just constantly moving and, and I remember in college I was uh, dating a girl that was uh, in track and field and I was a freshman and still didn't declare a major yet and she was telling me about kinesiology and, and sports science and I'm like what there's a major in that and this is <laughs> in like 06 so it was like all kind of new and um, I got in and just fell in love and what's hilarious is that my weakest subject all my life was science but um just shows with determination and interest that you can overcome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, for those listening in our audience, uh, a lot of them are probably more weekend warriors, but we may have, I, I know we have some very high-end athletes as well, a variety of age groups, but talk about nutrition. I mean, what is nutrition's role in sports and just our overall performance levels? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um, that's why my book is purposely called Feel Your Performance. And really, things that we put into our body, it only makes sense that it can affect us on the court or the field or weekend warrior, even pain levels. Um, I'd say it makes up 50 to 80% of what's going to happen. So, you know, it's going to affect our energy. It's going to affect our ability to uh, feel creative, uh, feel explosive. Um, my three core principles are like fuel or hydrate fuel and recover so th- those are like the pillars and you know without hydration without the proper amount of fuel and the recovery aspect um, it can really lead you down a slippery slope of uh, having lots of injuries um, always chronic fatigue and then it can actually lead to other things maybe even the
1: contributions of cancers and diseases So talk about the first one, talk about hydrate. I mean, um, you know, I've heard that people really aren't drinking enough water, but how much, how much uh, hydration should people do, especially if they're a high-end athlete?
0: Yeah. So, um, there's a lot of factors. Um, a big one is going to be how much you sweat your activity level, male, female, gender, genetics. Uh, there's a lot of factors. There's that we all heard of kind of like eight cups a day. Um, Yes, sure. But that also, and I didn't know this until I was researching, but that actually includes assumes that you're having four
1: cups from food, which is uh, four cups of water from food. So yeah, right most people water. don't realize that, that that our food has water in it. and so when they it went to your point, we're hearing eight cups a day, it, account, it it's it's counting that as well. So it's not eight additional cups in addition to everything you're eating, right?
0: Right, exactly. So, you know, things like apples, cucumbers, melons, um, leafy greens are are fruits and vegetables that we're told always to eat. Well, it's funny that, you know, those all play a role. And if we we're dehydrated and not hydrated enough, I have a saying that uh, if you're thirsty, you're too late. Um, So when that thirst signaling comes up from the brain, that means you're, you're a little behind. So I have this rule of like, we all have, water bottles nowadays um so you're constantly taking baby sips throughout the day just to ensure that hydration um and you you could overhydrate as well so my seventh grade teacher told me too much of a good thing is always a bad thing Mm -hmm. and you know what i put that to the test so uh i think that that has a lot to say so these the hydration levels can affect your decision making um it can affect how it'll deplete your glycogen storage so the the uh, the energy that's stored within the muscles. When you're fatigued, the, your body recruits that to keep pushing through. So it'll deplete that um, even quicker. So you'll be getting tired out more quickly.
1: All right. Well, let's let's talk about the second one. Let's talk about fuel a little bit. I mean, uh, and most athletes, especially if you're hanging around the gym all the time, everybody's talking about protein. And and so talk about what what other nutrients that are really critical for. Uh, let's say all athletes, a broad broad spectrum of athletes, but, you know, maybe there's some areas, uh, uh, you know, weightlifters. I mean, that's all they talk about is, is protein. So talk about different sources of protein and what people really should be consuming to, uh, to fuel their body
0: yeah absolutely and and i like how we're addressing athletes but let's not forget my office athletes as well (laughs) so i call them office athletes but you still have to perform at your career right if you have a big presentation um we're doing a meeting right now you need to be fueled for this you need to have uh you know good brain activity good creativity to ask like good questions or whatever so we need fuel for these things So we got three macronutrients. Um, You got your carbs, your fats, and your protein. So your carbs are going to be that faster um, energy uh, that you're going to get from fruits, vegetables. Um, A lot of people wrap their brains around complex carbs. So like the bread, the rice, potatoes. But again, carbs include your fruit and vegetables. And those are things that we want. Um, so it'll be helpful. So if we want uh, for pre-workout or pre-big meeting, um, I have a section in there that gives you ideas for, for snacks. Um, so maybe uh, an apple or a banana, something like that to help increase. Because when we use our brains, we're burning through glucose, glucose in the bloodstream. And that's one of like the, the main uh, cursors for carbs uh, at, at the broken down at almost the simplest level. So we have carbs, we have our fat, that's our long lasting energy. We're gonna get from nuts, from oils, from avocados, things like that. And that's gonna help us, that's gonna burn. I, I, I paint this analogy like a, a log. So you could burn a log and that log is slow burning and it'll last a long time. Or you can light a paper on fire and that thing ignites and it goes really fast. That's your carbs, your carbs are the paper, okay? Your fats are the logs. And then your protein, um, we talked about that. You were talking about it for athletes. It, it's seen as the athlete's nutrient, but it really has so many other uh, benefits. Um, and for an athlete, it's not just about protein, but we do want to take extra consideration for it because it's going to aid our recovery from our hard workouts. Uh, but if you're really sick, it's going to aid in that recovery. Um so protein is, is why it's used for many things. It's actually a good uh, strategy for fat loss um, because uh, we get this satiety. It makes us feel full uh, a little more than the others. So there's also a thermic effect of eating that we get from protein. If you ever eat a lot of protein, you might get the meat sweats as they call it. Mm. And that's actually because you're burning calories digesting the protein. So carbs you'll burn only five to 10%. Um, I think fat is around zero to 3%, but then proteins, 20 to 30%. So it's a way to burn calories and also
1: feel full. So that's a good strategy for uh, fat loss. So talk about some different sources of of protein. I mean, and also the fats, I know you mentioned a few there, but where should people be getting their, their fats and and proteins? And I think you covered carbs as far as fruits and vegetables go. So specifically about fats and proteins. So we're all individual
0: and we're all unique. That's what my book's about. I give you tools to figure out what works for your own unique body. But assuming we have healthy brain, healthy uh, gut, we should be able to have what we call metabolic flexibility. So what that is, is being able to have variety of foods. Um, So it could be hot, it could be cold. Um, So for fat specifically, um, yeah, we talked about uh, avocados, nuts, oils, um, geese is, is thrown in there as well. Um, and then with the fats, you, again, you want that variety. Um, you don't want to overdo certain things and you'll understand, uh, as you experiment with yourself, maybe certain foods, you know, bug your body and you can't handle it I know personally I know immediately when I have too much fat because I do love my peanut butter Uh, but I know when I've had okay too much fat today like let's tone that down Um, and it's also going to come in your pumpkin seeds uh, as well Uh, your proteins that's your uh, we think of that as animal based but it also there's plant-based as well for my plant-based eaters you're thinking more legumes. So your beans, um, your, uh, lentils are a big one. Tofu is another one. Uh, those are some good sources for my animal-based proteins. Um, you just want to think it it is, it does make a difference when things are organic. Um, you're going to lower that, the, the pesticide consumption and, and also from glyphosate, which can, add a whole nother problems they're, they're known as endocrine disruptors so when we go organic you're increasing your antioxidants and you're decreasing your your chance to consume these toxic uh things that can wreak havoc on our body so organic uh with beef a big point that i make in the book is a uh, grass-fed and there is a reason for that unfortunately it's hard to tell like if it's actually grass-fed because <laughs> they might actually feed the animal grains the whole time and then just finish them off with grass, and then that, uh, you know, is labeled as grass-fed, but if you make the opportunity or, or, or you make a point to go grass-fed, great, because what happens is when the, when the cows are fed grains, we get this omega-6 buildup, and what your omega-6s do, they're pro-inflammatory, which we do need in the body, but when we have too many pro-inflammatories, they can crowd out your anti-inflammatories, which are omega-3s, So that's when it's grass-fed, it decreases that omega-6 to omega-3 ratio. So that's very important with the beef. Uh, You can do chicken, um, thighs, uh, like the muscles are good, but different parts of the uh, animal give us different things. So it just depends. At the end of the day, wide variety. Um, With the beef, you're gonna have more fat. So you can, if you're getting more fat with your beef, go grass-fed, if not, the leaner, the better. To decrease that omega six, um, you could do ground turkey. Uh, there's many different options. Salmon, all across the board.
1: Yeah, and that's. Um, and, and my wife was a vegetarian for years, and then uh, she started to eat meat again. But we we tend to stay away from uh, from red meats uh, okay. in that. And uh, and I always like my steak. And so now if, when I'm eating uh, lean poultry or things like that, but then when I have a steak every so often um i feel terrible afterwards <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and why, why is that so it could be that you, if you
0: haven't had it in a while your body stops producing the enzymes that break it down uh, as a past vegan <laughs> I, I did that for about a year and a half i know personally exactly what you mean you just can't yeah. break it down you don't feel as well Um, I think if you start to do low dosages, because it could be the amount, just like a drug, um, we want this uh, minimal effective dose. So I want the right amount of the dosage to get the most maximal effect. So get your steak fixed, but maybe uh, start off with half and maybe twice a week
1: and then kind of build up from there. So stay away from the 16 ounce T-bone is what you're saying.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was the portion there.
1: <laughs> so we haven't talked about recovery yet. Uh, talk a little bit about nutrition's role and, and recovery and, and how important that is, especially for those gym rats who basically get hit the gym every day or every other day.
0: Mm-hmm. Time and time again, I, I see athletes with kind of all kinds of special cases and, I'll a, a big one is pain and like always feeling sore and stiff and I just look at that nutrition and yeah I see that a lot of the times they're not having enough protein and or training too hard where they're not actually doing the active recovery workouts or the recovery workouts so we could break that down in a couple different uh, pieces um, number one is actually sleep okay when we sleep and I'm talking like a undisturbed uh, a sleep. So we're talking seven to nine plus hours, depending if you have, um, you know, my Olympians that are like two, three, three times working out. Uh, you know, very strenuous schedules. You want to get more around that nine plus hours. But if you're average Joe, at least seven hours. And what's happening is our brain and our body is detoxing. It's it's recovering. It's resting, and it's actually building new cells. Uh, when we were sleeping. So we want to make sure that we are having good quality sleep that's uninterrupted or minimally interrupted, not waking up 30 times within eight hours. It's waking up one to two times throughout that eight hours. So that quality, not quantity. Um, So sleep's number one. And then I go to my nutrition, all right? The nutrition is we we touched on uh, protein levels is a big one to help with the recovery. But a lot of the times it's just overall having enough calories to support the activity that you're doing. So uh, a lot of the athletes I see not only less protein, but not enough calories in general. So we go over strategies, uh, whether it be if you're just simply don't have the time that's when uh, liquids can be a useful uh, strategy so like smoothies um, maybe soups things like that Uh, adding like maybe olive oil uh, just little dressing on the top can add some calories Uh, there's different strategies I go over uh, throughout the book how to increase calories and then another component is actual uh recovery uh workouts so whether that be foam rolling whether that be um mobility work breathing work things that because when we work out we have this thing sympathetic tone goes up which is increased heart rate increased blood pressure that's the fight or flight and what you want is a good balance of parasympathetic which is the rest and digest decreased blood pressure decreased heart rate so you want to get this balance if i'm living up here all the time um I'm lacking my parasympathetics and then that can cause all kinds of issues. So a lot of times that's what I fix. A lot of athletes, man, super simple. Um, I have them do a little more breath work. Uh, there's a ratio. So for every, um, let's say you actually work out for one hour, excluding rest periods and everything, you need about 15 to 30 minutes of some kind of recovery to, uh, um, to line up with that. So it could be bre- breathing's like the big one. That I use with a lot of athletes, um, but foam rolling can be useful. At the end of the day, it's figuring out what works for that own unique person. What calms me down might not calm you down, so it's figuring out what
1: relaxes you. Really cool. That's that's uh, that's that's great. I didn't even think about breathing techniques as a uh, a way uh, or a form of recovery, and I, I find that very interesting. Talk to us a little bit about the power of neuroscience, because uh, you know I was reading your bio; it says. Uh, you really embrace the power of neuroscience and it's giving you the ability to rapidly heal pain or enhance athletic performance and unlock the client's full potential. What what do you mean by that?
0: (laughs) Yeah, whole can of worms there. Um, So all day, every day, well, every single thing we do is brain derived. Okay. And I like to make this analogy. um, You're riding in a car. Okay. And let's say it's a bad day, it's snowing, you got a crack in your windshield, there's construction, like, so you're not going to be driving very fast. And most likely your foot is going to be on the brake pedal. Now, if it was a clear sunny day, your car is uh, no mechanical issues, whatever you could see clearly out the window, you're driving and maybe you're, you're a little heavy on that gas pedal. So that's kind of what I do. I look at what's on the windshield and, and neuroscience, if you understand the brain all day, every day, it's asking one question, am I going to survive? Is, so based on how it answers that question, your foot's gonna be either on the brake pedal or the gas pedal. Now we have to understand what systems it communicates with to make that conclusion. Uh, so we have our proprioceptive system. So that's how well your joints move, our awareness in space. Um, things like that. Number two is our extraceptive system. So that's kind of like the senses, seeing, tasting, smelling, things like that. Um, and then, uh, so that's your external environment. And then our internal environment, our interoceptive system. So that's kind of everything that my book's about and everything we talked about, nutrition, uh, how well your digestion, how well your respiration, things like that. So all that based on those input systems, I'm going to create this output system and either my foot's going to be on that gas pedal or the brake pedal. So I clear off what's on that windshield and keep it clear by improving the input. So it might be a vision drill, it might be a vestibular drill, uh, which is a balance drill when you stare at your thumb and rotate your head one way. It might be sticking your tongue in your right cheek. (laughs) You know, it's all different. We all need different um, inputs, and it's all based on your health history. Uh, What things have you experienced? Have you had car accidents, concussions, surgeries, um, past broken bones, things like that. So what I do is I see an athlete, and I'll have guys jump two to three inches higher on their vertical jump within our first 15 minutes after doing, you know, this kind of drill, because I found out you had a concussion and your vestibular system has been impacted, and boom, we need to do this drill (laughs) and uh, i see a lot of people with pain too especially weekend warriors and same idea there's different parts of the brain that control uh, or inhibit pain and that's all based on that input system and better input equals better output because the brain feels safer and it can accurately calculate
1: am i going to survive (laughs) wow yeah it's uh it's it's fascinating it's uh it's, it's amazing just little things like that can have such a huge impact and when you're talking about high performance athletes you're talking little things matter right i mean if the difference between a gold medal and silver, me- silver me- so the silver medal sometimes yeah. is like fractions of a second right hundreds of th- or even thousands of a second yeah. sometimes so every little bit counts
0: exactly and, and it's funny like even with um i'll have someone run as fast as they can and then. I- I was like, okay, is that the best you got? Yeah, okay, cool. And go do this
1: vision drill. And then they go and run faster. So. Amazing. absolutely amazing. Wow. Well, we're almost out of time here, but I do want to uh, ask you: How can our audience uh, find out more about you? How can they get a hold of your book, fuel your performance, um, and just uh, connect with you? Sure. Um, all, all across like social
0: media, I'm at Three and One Elites. So that's the number three. The word in eyes and indigo and is a an Nancy number one elite. Um, and that's also 3in1elite.com if you want to check out some of our testimonials, the services we offer. Um, and the book is on there as well. We have a page, uh, a shop page, and it's got all of our products. Um, and the book, I mean, credit card, PayPal, it's on Amazon. like, if you if you want really want it and it's really cool it's a it's a guide it's not like just reading a book it's very interactive um, we have clear assessments so a big part of my training is we have assess and reassess protocols where we see how high you can jump we see how you feel whatever it is doesn't matter to me when we improve the input what happens to that assessment So in my book, I really tried to hone in on that. So we have like a a score of how much energy you're having before and after picks, performance uh, uh, skills, whatever it is. And it's written day one, day two. So it's about 10 to 20 minutes a day. And it basically takes you through about about a month um, going through it, 10 minutes a day, very interactive,
1: where you're seeing results. So... Awesome. yeah, Good stuff. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. So our guest has been Abe Albaba. He's the author of Fuel Your Performance and the CEO of 3N1 Elite. And I hope our audience has learned something, as I have today. I thought it was very valuable information, uh, very interesting stuff, especially if you are uh, either a weekend warrior, athlete, mathlete, or uh, the, the office <laughs> athlete. <laughs> I like that.
0: Uh, you if- got a brain, we can work with you.
1: Exactly. (laughs) That's (laughs) awesome stuff. So thanks again, Abe, for being part of the program. And uh, we'll see you next time when we talk about another topic related to your good health.
0: Awesome. Thank you. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer.